What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Championship Leadership Podcast. This is your host, Nate Bailey. And uh, today I'm excited. We our guest from San Diego, Greg Spillane. Greg is CEO of Fancy.com, whose initial investors included Kanye West, Will Smith, and Drake. Fancy.com lost a billion dollars. That is right, with a B, billion to lavish parties and poorly utilized resources. But after Greg came on as CEO, Fancy.com's average order size increased by 50%. Now Fancy.com boasts 35,000 new app downloads per month and 2 million active users. He was a former Division I athlete. Greg has a reputation for leading successful turnarounds for tech startups, and he'd love to chat about how he first uh, recognized his past. You, you can always hit him up, Greg at Fancy.com. He will absolutely respond to you. He's also uh, can be found easily inside of LinkedIn. So I had a great conversation with Greg today. And, and uh, as always, incredible to hear the stories of the guests that we have on the show, their experiences and, and, and how leadership shows up inside of their life. So with that, before we get into the episode, again, check out my website for everything that I've going on, all the episodes that we have, my mastermind program, free, free group into Facebook for entrepreneurs and business owners, all of that you can find at natebailey.org. So uh, with this, I want to introduce you to the amazing and powerful Greg Spillane. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Championship Leadership Podcast. We got Greg Spillane here from San Diego, California, nice and sunny down there. And uh, how you doing, Greg? Thanks for being here. Pretty good, Nate, man. Good to be on the show. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, first question that I, that I like to kick us off with, Championship leadership is the name of the podcast. What, what comes to mind for you? What does that mean to you when you hear championship leadership? Oh, man. Um, playing to win, you know? Uh, you know? I know you're an athlete. You come from an athletic background. I come from an athletic background, too. And, you know, I've been out of sports now for almost 20 years and, you know, in the middle of my career here. But, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of what I've, you know, taken as an athlete and, uh, you know, what I experienced playing and, and being part of championship teams, obviously being a part of some, some teams that, that, that aren't, uh, you know, are things that I like to bring to the business world. But, you know, ultimately it, it, it comes down to, uh, you know, 
putting your team in a position to win, you know, developing talent, uh, creating a culture of uh, camaraderie and collaboration, making sure that there's clarity on where that that goal is. And, 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 you know, like I said, ultimately like winning, winning, you know, in my perspective, my, uh, my position now in the business world, but, you know, at the same time, it's, uh, it's, it's the same competition that, that I faced when I was, uh, was, when I was an athlete. Yeah, absolutely. I love that too. Yeah. Playing to win. Um, you know, nowadays, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think there's still a lot of people that want to play to win, but it's, sometimes it's, Feels like the message is is one of uh, uh, you don't ha- you don't always have to play to win or you don't always have to win. I don't know what that is, but uh, real leaders and uh, the real world is definitely all about uh, playing to win. Yeah, and I couldn't I couldn't agree more. You know, we I you know I'm still hands hands in heads down you know running the company right now, and uh, you know we set some core values of of, uh, of the organization that we live by and. You know, there's obviously collaboration and doing what's right and, you know, innovation and, and those types of things. But, you know, the last one is ultimately accountability to results. And, yeah. and I repeat with my team all the time. It's like, hey, listen, guys, like we want to build a great culture. We want to love each other. We want to enjoy what we're doing. We want to feel inspired and feel all those types of things. But, you know, it was like, you know, if you ever listen to the Jim Rome show, you know, at the end of the day, it's scoreboard. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's like, are, like, are we doing well or are we not? Because yeah. all that other stuff is great. But if we, if we're not accountable to the results of the business and what we're trying to accomplish, it doesn't matter. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, maybe take a little bit of time to just tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself and kind of the path that you've taken to get you where you are today and what you're up to uh, today. Sure. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, I, I, I was an athlete in college, uh, attended San Diego state, um, my undergrad on a football scholarship was three years starter there. Uh, you know, I graduated in 2000, so it was right around when the internet was really starting to take off, and I knew that that's where I wanted, um, you know, to have my career in it. So, you know, that's what I studied, got out of school, actually started my career as an engineer, as a developer in the early 2000s. Uh, realized really quickly, sitting behind a computer all day and coding and developing was, like, <laughs> definitely not for me. So, yeah. um, you know, I went out on my own and, and ended up starting a, a company. I started a, a digital agency in uh, 2002. Um, you know, we did a lot of custom development work for for people. I uh, got into like a lot of website, SEO, digital marketing, that type of stuff. And we ended up building a couple of different products that we took to market um, before SaaS was SaaS, but kind of in a similar type of subscription model and uh, had a little bit of success and got lucky and had an opportunity to sell that company in 2006 and spent the next, uh, gosh, eight years or so in the in the Fortune 100 world, um, doing management consulting, working with you know, Walmart and HP and SAP and some of these large, um, you know, multinational companies doing these like systems integration products, you know, like, like helping them digitize their accounting systems and you know, all these different types of things. And it was great. I was traveling all over the world, making good money, um, but just had that like itch to get back into entrepreneurship. So, you know, I had gone back, I'd got an MBA at USC and, and one of the, um, you know, my, my classmates had gone on and had become a CEO of a, of a small startup here in San Diego. And he was looking for a guy and he brought me back in in 2014. And, and you know, we, we ultimately led that company through a, a pivot, um, spun off one of the divisions and sold it uh, to, a, to a private equity firm. We rebranded as events.com and, and had a lot of success. And he, he ended up going on and moving on into the investment world and has since been investing in these like somewhat distressed tech companies and then I become his operator. So he'll bring me into these companies and we'll run these turnarounds. So I was, uh, you know, I've done a number of these and, and currently I'm the CEO of a company called fancy.com, which 
It's been around for the last 10 years or so, had a, had a ton of success, raised about $120 million in venture capital over, the period, uh, over a period of time. You know, investors are guys like Will Smith and, you know, the owner of the Boston Celtics and uh, been running this company since uh, early 2019. That's awesome. Yeah, I appreciate you uh, giving us that rundown and kind of the path that you've been on. What about, uh, what about music? I see uh, for those listening that we're on video here, we got some guitars in the background. Is that you or is that? Uh, yeah, that's me. Yeah, I play a little bit. I started playing in college and, okay. uh, you know, I enjoy it. It's just, I'm one of those guys, I'm, I'm sure probably similar to you, just, uh, a lot of hobbies, like to try yeah. different things. So uh, it's one of the type, one of the things that I do to stay sane. And um, you know, I'll go, I'll go like you know, two months without touching the guitar, right? And then yep. I'll pick it up and I'll play it like two hours a day for like you know three weeks in a row, and then I'll put it down. I won't touch it again for two, two, sure. two months. So, but uh, I love it. Yeah. How about yourself? Yeah. You play instrument? Uh, very cool. No, I, I you know I don't. I, I played a little saxophone in like junior high or whatever. Sure. Right? Uh, other than that, I kind of always been just stuck to sports. Not, I wish I could, like, I wish I, I don't know. I suppose it's one of those things though. I suppose if I, if I took it on and I, and I committed to it, I might get decent at it, but yeah, uh, sure you would. yeah, I love, I do love music. So I don't know, maybe, maybe someday, but, uh, <laughs> um, well, let's talk a little bit about who are some of the championship leaders that have impacted your life, you know, more so really like, what is it about them? What's, what's some of the characteristics really stand out that, that uh, of these people that coaches, mentors, leaders that you've, you've come across in your lifetime? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good question. Um, you know, so much of, and, and I'm sure my team gets sick and tired of me talking about athletics. I know you're, you know, you're a jock, you're like, college no, college. but I totally get it though. Yeah. yeah. And you know, there's just, there's so much that I learned as an athlete that I take yep. with me and, and just the meritocracy aspect of it. Right. Like, I think that was one of the things that, you know, you talked a little bit about some of the changes to society in regards to like, you know, entitlement. That's kind of like a, a little buzzword that we talk a lot about. Yeah, right. Entitlement. I think that there's nothing that's going to knock entitlement out of anybody more than, than, than athletics, mm-hmm. uh, especially high level athletics. Right. Because at the end of the day, like you show up, it's, especially at the college level, absolute yeah. pro level and like the players play. And if you're not willing yeah. to work, you're not willing to do the things necessary. Like nobody really cares. Like, yeah. like you can, you know, flunk out. And, and I think that was one of the things that, you know, my coach in, in college was a guy named Ted Tolner, who spent a bunch of years in the NFL, was head coach at USC for, for a few years as well. And I think that's the one thing that he really instilled in me early on was he treated his team like adults. He, he wasn't a micromanager. He set, he set an expectation of what he needed from you. He was going to treat you like adults and he gave you the ability to do what you want to do. And the guys that just just screwed off and like went and did their own things, they just didn't hang around. Right. They just didn't make it. And yeah. I think I had a couple of moments early on in my career where, where, you know, it was really clear, like, hey, man, like, I like you, Greg, like we recruited you. But like, if you're going to be an a-hole, like you ain't going to be here. Yeah. And, and it really kind of taught me to be like, look, if you're going to make it in life, you got to be self-motivated. And you're... And, and I think that that's helped me early in my life as an entrepreneur, right? There's nobody that gets you out of bed in the morning when you're an entrepreneur. Like if you don't get out of bed, there's no one that's going to call you. There's no one going to yell at you. So you got to do it yourself. You got to be self-motivated. But, you know, even now as, as, as more of a manager and, and a leader within my organization, I, 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 I treat my employees the same way. Like I don't want to micromanage my people. I want to set a vision. I want to set a direction. I want to have, make sure we have clear goals and accountability. And I want to be there as a coach. 
But like, if I can't hire and find people that are going to be self-motivated to do their own things, then, then I hired the wrong type of person. So, um, yeah, I would say that, you know, I've worked with a lot of amazing people throughout my career and, and I've learned so many things that I, I deal with on a daily basis, but so much of it just goes back to my athletic career. Yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that for sure. Well, tell us a little bit more about you and your vision impact that you want to make. I know, you know, when you're talking about all the things that, that you've accomplished, especially in the business world and the path that you've been on where you're at today, you've had a lot of success. So I guess maybe, you know, what, what keeps you motivated? Like you said, that self-motivation to continue to drive and push forward. And uh, what is what is the vision? I think championship leaders, you're a football guy, so I, I like to yeah. use this analogy, um, Belichick saving like some of the best in the world competing against the best every single year. And they always, they, they rise to the top just about every year. Uh, they're finding they have a different vision and a courage to take action on that. What's, what is it for you, the vision, the impact that you, that keeps you going and that you're looking to maybe even just five years from now accomplish? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I mean, those guys are phenomenal, right? I mean, yeah. all the respect in the world for those Incredible. guys. So I, I think they, they, they beat on, you know, kind of a rhythm of their own drum. Uh, you know, for me, it's it's almost like me picking up, like learning how to play guitar. I also started painting a couple of years ago, so I do paint. Okay. Um, I like to do like, you know, home improvements, like build stuff, right? And I think ultimately what, what it does for me is even though we're in, you know, somewhat of a digital world and there's not a lot of creativeness on the surface of, you yeah. know, running a company and sending emails and doing all these types of things, there is like this concept of building something. Right. And, and, you know, with my company right now that we're, we're, we're sort of rebuilding this fancy.com, you know, we're a global company right now. I mean, we're working, you know, with, with buyers in 135 countries. We're working with, um, you know, sellers that are in 35 countries. You know, we had over 12 million users on our account, uh, on our system. And, you know, right now we're in the process of sort of picking ourselves up a little bit. It's very much a turnaround. I mean, this is a company that, that's sort of been to the mountain, but then also crashed pretty hard. So what motivates me is, is just the, the, like the creation of it, the creativity, the rebuilding of it. Uh, I, I get really excited watching an idea kind of go from conception into reality. Um, and then, you know, along the way, like I, I love the, the human aspect. Of it. You know, I'm, I'm getting a little bit you know, older now and a little bit later in my career and I'm out there and I'm hiring, you know, young people and people that are, excited and energized and sort of see the same vision and have the same goals. And, and now I get to kind of be that mentor, you know, very similar to what, what you do, you know, you get to work with these people and coach them and help them get better. And, uh, and that's a lot of fun too. So, you know, I, I think that those are the two things that ultimately drive me on a game day out basis. Like I just, I love the juice. I'm sure that's what Belichick cares about too. The guy's got all the money in the world. He's got all the Super Bowls yeah. in the world, but it's like the juice gets him out in the morning. And, yeah. and, and the same way, that's kind of what gets me up in the morning. Yeah. Got it. Thank you. What's, um, what's a turning point for you, like a critical moment where kind of that fork in the road, um, had you made a different decision would have you in a very different place in your life. I think there's a lot of people, especially like, like we've talked a little bit, 2020, very interesting, uncertain times that we're in right now. And uh, a lot of people in those moments, I think it's powerful to hear how others have, have, uh, decided to choose or just, you know, take, take action in those moments in their life. Yeah. You know, for me, it was probably the decision um, to go back to business school and to eventually leave my corporate job and go get back into the startup world. 
because it was a big risk, man. I mean, I was, yeah. I was, uh, you know, going back to business school financially, you know, cost a ton of money. It was a huge, um, I wouldn't say burden in a negative way, but there was a, there was a understanding between me and my wife that like, Hey, look, I'm working, you know, I'm working here and I'm also going to go back to school and it's going to yeah. cost those six figures to do it. Yeah. But, you know, there are things I want to do in my life that if I, you know, I feel like this is going to help me get there, uh, help me get there faster. And then, you know, after that was all said and done, you know, I, I left a, a pretty high paying job to basically go join a startup that was running on fumes, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Where I was, yeah. you know, deferring paychecks and, and, and not even collecting paychecks in a lot of cases. But, um, you know, those were risks and they were calculated risks at the time. Um, you know, you kind of had backup plans. I was in a situation where I, I could afford to take those risks. But, you know, if I just wanted to hold on and just kind of have my cushy job, I probably would have been, you know, middle manager at some big company, kind of just a cog in a big wheel. And, and yeah. For me, that that wasn't the juice, right? Like yeah. showing up, doing somebody else's playbook, kind of just fitting in a piece and and sort of a big puzzle like that. That's not what got me excited. Like I needed to be the person that was that had the opportunity to put my thumbprint on what we were doing, and 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 luckily enough, it worked out that I can do that. Yeah, you mentioned a few times the juice, right? And and as an athlete, I uh, I can understand uh, you know, the drive for that. Um, to, to feel in a way, I guess, alive and fulfilled. And, you know, you, it's hard to replace, you know, as an athlete competing in, 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 in front of the crowd or whatever you talk, you hear about professional athletes, especially talking about that a lot of just, there's no way to, to mirror that in real life. And so they, they struggle a lot in finding that, that juice, that thing that's going to keep them going. So almost in a way, maybe it was an easy decision for you to like, Hey, I know where this path is leading and it's not necessarily a bad one, but it's not, doesn't ex exactly excite me either. Is there something to that? Yeah, no, I think you're exactly right. Um, yeah, 100%. And, you know, if you were going to talk to my wife about it, there was just like a discontent I had for, you know, a number of years when I was in that mm -hmm. world where, you know, like I said, things were going well. I mean, you know, I traveled a ton. I mean, a lot of international travel, traveling all over the country. And like, that's got this pros and cons. It's like fun sure. and afterwards and stuff. But yeah. There was just this like, this like underlying discontent that I think she sensed in me, and and I, I definitely sensed myself, and I didn't know exactly what it was, but um, you know when I was able to get back into sort of the entrepreneurial side and get up the startup world, like I haven't had that feeling once since. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, look, it's tough, man. I mean, that's why entrepreneurs are young, right? Like that's yeah. why there's so many twenty-two-year-olds that can you know, live off of top ramen and sleep under the desks. And, you know, yeah. I was in a situation where I was in my thirties and married and like, right. you know, like you got responsibilities, right? You got yeah. It's a whole different ballgame, right? For sure. Uh, it, it's, it's harder at that point, but it's not impossible. Yeah. And, and you just, and, and, you know, people always ask me, man, like, what, what do you got to do? And it's like, uh, the, you know, I got like the old, like there's an old proverb that says something like, how do you eat an elephant? Right. And, 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 you know, you got to take one bite at a time. Yeah. And I think the, the, the message there is if you sit back and you think about all the steps you have to take, all the things necessary in order to sort of reach this goal that you have for yourself, it's like you're going to go paralysis by analysis. You're, you're going you're gonna to get scared. You're going to tighten up and you're going to end up doing nothing. And I always just say, like, just get the ball turning. Like, even it's as simple as like going online and do a Google search, like, like whatever you're thinking about, just, just take that step and then open that page and then read it and then take the, the next step. And then like, 
before you know it, the momentum just starts creating itself and then your mind starts to get into it. You start to get stuff done. And like you take that first step forward and, and, and you know, it's, it's going to take time, but you can't think about all the time it's going to take. You just have to kind of worry about what you got to do tomorrow. And, and if yeah. you have that long-term goal or that long-term vision in place and you continue to take steps on a daily basis towards it, or you know what you'll get there, man. And I think a lot of people would be surprised by that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, great advice. But uh, as we start to wrap up here, what, if there were like one or two things that, you know, if, if you could give to the listeners that if they were to implement today would help move their life forward today, what, what would those be? Read, read more, pick up books, man. Uh, yeah. You know, if you're in a business, pick up a business book. And, and like, I found that, you know, uh, earlier in my career, when I was starting my company on the ground, uh, getting my company off the ground, and I ever felt like I was in a rut, I would just go to like a Barnes and Noble. And I just pick up a book off the shelf and I just start reading it. And it wasn't even what I was reading. It was that my mind would get stimulated and I would just start getting ideas and ideas. And, oh my God, I didn't even think about that. And I should do this. And I would yeah. just write these types of things down. And then before you know it, you got kind of a list of things to execute upon. You know, conversations, uh, reading books, listening to podcasts about subjects that you're into, like any of those things are amazing at getting your brain working. And, and that's what you need, right? You need to kind of get the creative impulses going. And, and once those things start to happen, like write down your ideas. And like I said, just, you know, go to Google, like just start taking steps towards it. Yeah, I love that. So speaking of that, is there a, is there a book um, that, you, that you're into that, that you're reading now or maybe you have read recently? That you really like? You know, I'm reading a, a book, really, a really good book right now um, by Eric Larson. Uh, it's something about vile. God, I forgot. It's, a, it's about Churchill in World War II. And uh, what, it, what he's talking about, and it, it's, it's a historical history book, but it's written in a way that almost feels like it's fiction. It's very, like, yeah. it's a very good book. It's a very interesting book. And, you know, uh, the U.S. hadn't entered the war yet. England was getting the crap bombed out of them by Germany on a day-in, day-out basis. Uh, they were overwhelmed in all cases. And Churchill, as the leader of that company, had to convince his people and keep the morale of that country going up and, and ultimately hold on long enough for you know, what, what became when the Americans you know, entered the war and changed yeah. things. And the, just the, the intuitive, like innate leadership of Churchill and his ability to, 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 to let people know the reality he wasn't blowing smoke up their, yeah. their butts, but at the same time, never made them feel like failure was an option is something that I've, I've taken a lot about and brought back in my business world. Yeah. And that was Aaron Larson's the one that wrote that? Yeah, Eric Larson. Eric. Okay. Yeah. I definitely got to check that out. I've been, actually, I've been talking a lot about Churchill lately. Uh, yeah. With some, around some similar just the concepts of the fact of how he stepped up in, in such uncertain times to, to bring his country that certainty when they needed it the most. And uh, so yeah. I got to check that out for sure. I appreciate you uh, being here and taking some time. It's been, it's been fun to connect. Um, Thanks, Nate. Appreciate what it. Are, what's a few ways that, that we could find out a little bit more about you and, and follow what you got going on? Yeah, sure. Uh, we're, uh, you can hit me up on LinkedIn, um, Greg Spillane. Uh, I'm, I'm always just, open. If people want to email me, I'm at greg at fancy.com. Super easy to reach out to. But uh, yeah. we are also we're running a, um, a really, really actually cool crowdfunding campaign for our company fancy.com right now, uh, raising a little bit of money. So if anybody's into like angel investors, uh, angel investments, we're, we're working through one of the largest crowd 
um, equity crowdfunding. This isn't like Kickstarter. This is like real yeah. equity, you know, own stock of the company. Uh, we're working with a company called WeFunder. Find us at wefunder.com forward slash fancy and they can learn more about that as well. Awesome. I appreciate it. Yeah, we'll definitely get all that linked up. Thank you so much today, Greg. Uh, it's been, been an honor. Cool, brother. Take care, man. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable. From my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. Of marriage, it's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm gonna be a leader, I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer. We can do anything we want. If I said it, then I meant it, I probably already did it. Consider it done. Consider it done. If you need some inspiration, you should play this championship leadership podcast. Hey, baby.